Here the Turtle is presented by Toyota. Toyota helps you get the most out of your drive. Just ask a friend who drives one. Shop buyatoyota.com, Toyota's official website for deals, to find the Toyota that's right for you. Toyota, let's go places. November 15th, 2019. It's here, the Turtle and Keith. We're not going to waste a lot of time here. Big soccer weekend in College Park. Big 10 tournament. Two big semifinals Friday night at Ludwig Field. But the one that matters is the Terps against top-seeded Indiana at 7 p.m. And we've got one of Maryland soccer's best on the pod this week. Eric Maktalevich. He was electric. He was so exciting, man. He's an elect- electric Eric. He's an electric guy. We talked about a ton of stuff with Eric. Um from him training all over the world, really. DMV, Florida, England. The guy has been everywhere. And one of the best rapid fires I think oh, we've had in a very, very long time. So let's get to that interview with Eric Matsalevich. As the University of Maryland celebrates the start of another athletic season, Maryland Athletics is excited to announce the launch of Terps 10,000, our campaign for a goal of 10,000 Terrapin Club members. Individuals who join the Terrapin Club during the campaign and become new members will receive a Maryland Terrapin Club branded flag to proudly fly at your home, office, or tailgate. All current members are eligible to receive a flag by donating an additional $55 to the Terrapin Club. Plant your flag at terps10k.com. We're back here on Hear the Turtle with Maryland men's soccer forward Eric Matzalevich. First of all, Matz, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Second of all, you play, and you've already shown your immense energy. You mm. play with a ton of energy out on the field. Where <laughs> in the heck did that come from? I'm always trying to figure it out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, um, I think I think just like my passion for the game, my passion for the sport. I mean, I, I've always been an energetic guy um, from when I've been a you know, little kid. Um, so, and it's just kind of like a mentality of, of bringing the energy kind of everywhere you go, bring it, bringing that juice. Um, it, it, it's, it's really important to, to go into life and especially little things kind of, kind of really energetic and, and a positive outlook. So I always kind of try to have a positive, uh, positive outlook on things. And I guess the energy just kind of comes with it. <laughs> you got to bring that energy now to postseason play. You guys get a road quarterfinal win over Northwestern, just like last year. Game, you scored the game winner in last year's road quarterfinal. But now you come back home for the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. What's it going to be like to play at Ludwig and some knockout um, soccer here this yeah, weekend? Yeah, de- definitely, definitely special. You know, bringing, hopefully bringing the Big Ten, um, you know, tournament back, back to College Park is definitely something that's, that's been on our radar for, for a long time. Um, it's, it's been lacking from our program for a little bit, but we're, we're definitely excited to bring it back and, and have it at, in, at College Park and at Ludwig with our home fans. Is, it's, you know, it's a dream. It's a dream come true to have it here. Um, so hopefully we can perform on the night and then hopefully we can bring it back. 
Eric, it's tough to compare seasons, but last year you almost went through kind of a similar thing. You know, you had your ups and downs last season, but right around postseason play is when this team really started to come together. What did you learn from that experience that year and how that team gelled that maybe you can apply to a season like this? Yeah, well, you kind of have to break it up into into two big seasons. You know, you got, you got the regular season and postseason, and when the postseason comes, you just kind of kind of kick it into gear, do, do your different, you know, outlook on it. Um, definitely from last year, we saw a mentality within the group that was kind of like, you know, we have, we have nothing really else to lose. Um, we didn't really do well in the in the regular season, didn't do well in the um, you know tournament, and so coming into the NCAA tournament, for example, it was just kind of like a, we got nothing to lose. Let's just go at it, have our have our you know game of the seasons, um, and especially we had a really strong senior class last year, and so we kind of wanted to to do it and go out with a bang for them. Um, and definitely same this year, you know, Johannes, Eli, they, they deserve everything. Um, so hopefully this year we can bring them two, champ uh, two trophies instead of just one. Um, so yeah, we're just, we're just really looking forward to, to the challenge and the fight and, and bringing it back. I'll put it pretty simply, speaking of last year, what was it like to win the national title? Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable feeling, um, you know, you get you kind of get the question a lot um you can't really put it into words the energy on the field the passion you know on the bus after the game you know a lot of people see like the celebrations you know right immediately after the game on tv and you're like oh, okay like obviously they won they're good they're gonna be feeling it but the the raw emotion the raw energy that everyone felt was just it's something that you want to put in a little you know, glass jar for the rest of your life and then open it up when you're feeling bad. You know, it's, it's, it's the most, it was the most amazing feeling ever. And, you know, coming off that season into this year, you kind of picked up some other responsibilities, team captain, leading goal scorer. Now, um, I mean, kind of being more of a rotation player and that maybe, you know, changing, you know, this year, um, what's been the mentality change personally for you? Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely have to give credit to, um, a lot of our seniors last year, Sebastian, just unbelievable player. Um, you know, the year before that, my freshman year, we had players like Gordon Wild, you know, Eric Williamson, just unbelievable players. And so you can't really get discouraged when those people are playing ahead of you and you just kind of go into the, the like, like I was saying before, and just a really positive mentality. You know, what can, what can I do for the team to help better the team? Um, and so obviously last year I had a different role, this year different role. So you just embrace it. Hopefully um, you can you know, rise up to the task of, of performing that role. Um, but I really have to give credit to, you know, a lot of the seniors that helped me, um, you know, move into this role and, and, and help me with the, you know, transition. You got to put yourself on the map a little bit at the U17 residency program, which is where some of the legends of Maryland, of, excuse me, of U.S. soccer have played. What did you learn from that experience? And where was the most interesting place that experience took you around <laughs> the world playing? So to answer the latter, um, definitely I went on this trip to Honduras. Oh, um, wow. That was an unbelievable experience. Um, so just just going to Honduras and going to going to see the different culture there was just incredible. Um, for the first part of that question, it, it's just the mentality down there. Um, and I know it's kind of cliche to say, but you have the best players training in the country. Um, likes of like Christian Pulisic was down there in my class. You know, Weston McKenney, incredible players like that. Um, and so it's it's the it's the daily grind that you put into it that down there you know it's it's the waking up every day and kind of treating it like a game. Um, the professionalism down there was just unbelievable. Um, it's it's one of the best programs that I think I'll ever be a part of. Um, 
and I'm you know very fortunate to to have been part of it um, and met some incredible friends down there, um, lifelong friends that I'll, that I'll have for a long time. Um, so yeah, it's just the main thing that I took out of that was like professionalism. How can you wake up every day and become a better player? Um, so yeah. What was your favorite part about Honduras? Did you eat any good food? Ooh. We talk about food a lot on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we really do. We really, really do. Food, food was a bit of an issue. Um, <laughs> they, they, they had some good food, but you know the the stomach was upset a little bit um, for the majority of the trip. Probably some heavy things. You're not heavy trying to things. when you're training for soccer at the same Ex- time. Maybe yeah. not gelling there. Exactly. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, unbelievable. Like the whole the whole culture, seeing different cultures, it's it's just something that you kind of take pride in. Uh, not pride, but you take more of like a, you know a humble look into how we live such great lives here, and especially because Honduras economically isn't isn't the best country. So you're just very fortunate that you can live in kind of a, a really good you know safe society. Where you trained in England for a little bit with Reading, you then went back obviously for the trip. Uh, the food situation wasn't there, wasn't great there either for a little bit. But you obviously now have these couple of good experiences in England, training there, and then going on the trip. What has that sort of, what did that sort of teach you um, early on in your career when you were with Reading with professional players and that type of setup? What was that like? Yeah, again, kind of the same same thing that was kind of at residency. Um, that professionalism, that that going into um, you know every day, how can you improve? But the big thing about England is that there's so many players there that want to be professionals so bad. So it's that little edge, that that extra thing that you can do to separate yourself from that group, separate yourself um, to become that professional. Um, hopefully, get that you know professional contract because everyone is everyone's fighting for that in England. Um, so it's it's the it's the little things like can you go to bed early the night before? You know your nutrition, you know hydration. Um, a lot of people don't see that that goes into such a a, a big game. Um, and so that again, the little details um, from England, the food was yes a big issue. You know <laughs> the sandwiches there. I don't think people realize that when you ask for a ham and cheese sandwich, you're getting two sandwiches of one ham, one cheese, not together. Oh. Um, okay. So yeah, food food was definitely um, uh, a culture shock. But again, I'm forever grateful for for being part of the program at Reading. The coaches there are some of the best coaches I've ever had. Um, So, yeah, it's really just, just, again, the daily grind, that professionalism that you can take not only into soccer but into your regular life. Would you take the ham sandwich or the cheese sandwich? (laughs) I'm taking the ham. I'm taking the ham. taking the ham or the cheese? You need the I'm, protein. I'm taking the ham. Yeah, I'm taking the straight cheese. I think, I, I, think I, mean, I might take the cheese. Oh. Cheese and bread, though. Like, yeah, that's tough. Right. <laughs> is there like mayo the on there or mustard or something? Get, we get these sandwiches that were just like butter and bread, and I'm just like, what is happening here? <laughs> it was it was ridiculous. What's going on there? Uh, you've also trained with DC United. I feel like you've trained with every possible team <laughs> or organization around. Uh, who's the best guy you went up against when you're training with them? Oh, um, I'll have to say Steve Birnbaum. You know, as a yeah. center back, he was sure. unbelievable. Um, when I was there, he was you know, in and around the national team and, and, and a really good center back for the national team. And again, he's one of the best center backs in the MLS right now. And so not only was he the best player that I went up against, but he also taught me a lot about, again, professionalism, taught me a lot about, you know, what it's like to make it in the U.S., you know, soccer setup, because as a lot of people know, U.S. soccer is kind of a bit behind the rest of the world in terms of like league setup and, and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, he was just unbelievable. Again, coming from the college setup, uh, he went to college, came into the you know MLS, you know rookie, everything like that. So, kind of the path that 
you know, hopefully I can follow. Um, but yeah, Steve, he's forever, forever grateful for what he taught me and just an animal as a center back. Like, don't want to go up against <laughs> that guy on any sort of set piece, tackle, anything. You touch on the MLS there, and what I think is really exciting is the amount of new franchises that are planned. You know, in the next three years, Austin, I think Charlotte, uh, some other places. How exciting is that for you, as a you know young guy coming up, to, to see the game growing like the rate that it is in America? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's phenomenal, um, and especially the money that's going into the game. You know, the the MLS players' union getting more involved with you know trying to increase the salaries. Um, it's, it's phenomenal to see how the game is growing and, and hopefully that I can be a part of it even if, you know, it, it's here or there, you know, coaching at some point in my life or, or helping, you know, create another club or, or anything, anything soccer-oriented. Um, I hope to see myself be a part of that. Um, but, yeah, the MLS is such a growing league um, and it's phenomenal seeing new teams grow up because, again, in the back of your mind, that's another team that, you hopefully can get a professional contract here. So it's, you know, seeing the game grow in the U.S. is, is obviously something that needs to be a priority here. Um, and so I'm glad that it's it's finally becoming one. You have the game growing nationally, but this the core of this team, a lot of it is very DMV-based. You have the D.C. guys like you, the DeRosas, and all these Baltimore Celtic guys, Nick Richardson, Brett St. Martin, list goes on and on. Is there anything that characterizes the soccer players from this region specifically that you see in guys that go out to other places or stay here at Maryland that you're like, okay, that guy's a, a DMV type of player? Yeah. They talk about that in a ton of other sports, but youth soccer here is so good. I don't think people realize how many great players come out of the D.C. United Academy in different places. Yeah, so like you said, I mean, personally – I'm pretty biased, but um, I think that, as, as you like said, best players come out of the DMV, 100%. Um, technically, tactically, we have some of the best players that have come out, you know, that have made it, made names for themselves in the college game, in professional game, you know, internationally. Um, I'd say the big thing about the DMV is that we have a lot of kids that love to work hard. They love to go out to the field, you know, when practice is over hit shots, crosses, whatever. Um, we're kind of like a blue collar, you know, region of the area. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, the New York region, Texas, you know, they they can't, you know, they're, they obviously have some incredible players that have come out of that setup, but, you know, it's something about the DMV, some, some in the air down here that's just <laughs> makes players. <laughs> um, give us a pitch for tomorrow. Ludwig Field, what's it like to play at Ludwig Field? Why should people come and watch a game at Ludwig Field? Ooh. The juice, you know. Can't argue with the juice. <laughs> I can't. Argue it's the, it's the, the juice. The energy, the juice, you know. It just it it, you know, comes up from the field, um, and the crew are there. Hope to see you guys there, you know. Um, we'll end you a little bit on some rapid fire. The soccer player you modeled your game after when you were a kid. Robert Lewandowski. Mm, there you go. Incredible yes. season right now. Yes, yeah. he is. He's ridiculous. Right uh, now. He's crazy is right he now. Is he Munich? Bayern, Bayern Munich. Munich? Yeah. Yes, Bayern All right. Munich. I, I knew a soccer Nicely guy. Nicely done, Keith. Just flexing on us. I, I think he used to play for Borussia Dortmund back in the day. Yes. Back yeah. in college uh, days, so. This is where you have to end, though. Okay, yeah. And, and we're <laughs> yes, done. And we're and done. done. And you're done. Uh, I want to know your favorite concert you've ever been to and the first concert you ever went to. <sighs> I can't even. I. To be honest, I haven't been to too many concerts. Really? Okay. Right Just Fair. playing soccer all the time. Yeah. yeah. You can't get out. Um, although I can tell you my most recent one we just went to, you know, some of the boys we got we got tickets to two friends. 
Oh, Ooh, sure. It's a little uh, DJ, you know, oh, becoming DJ okay. in the college, you know, Yes, yeah. yes. Went there, is at Echo Stage in D.C. Okay, oh, nice. yes, yes. Phenomenal, phenomenal concert. Love it. So if you can't remember your first concert, what would be the number one one you'd want to go to? So bucket list, top of the bucket list concert. Mm. You guys know Steve Aoki? Yes. I with with be the cakes. The, I want to be the, the guy who gets caked. <laughs> I want to be in the front to just get caked. That's me. Uh, so hopefully one day in that bucket list. Yeah, uh, maybe we should, I should start tweeting at Steve Aoki. <laughs> Eric Vatslevich wants to get caked. caked. Um, your favorite moment on the soccer field, whole life, number one. National championship, hands yeah. down. Yeah. Phenomenal. I, I mean, did, I figured that would be the answer. <laughs> yeah. You asked the question anyway. Yeah, playing with those guys. Um, those guys are, you know, again, Family for life, um, best moment I've ever been a part of. TV so TV show you're streaming or watching right now? Um, Temptation Island. Yes, Temptation this Island. Is my guy right here, Temptation <laughs> that, that, Island. That still airs. Yes. Are so you it's kidding on USA. me? Yes, USA. <laughs> yeah. The boys are loving it. Got my girlfriend into it. She loves it. Ooh, it's phenomenal. I don't. Do you know the you know the premise? Yeah, of the show, that, right? that came out in like the early two thousands. Yeah, when Fox, I was like, they revived a it on USA. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! Me and my roommate watch it. In uh, shout out to Anthony Meek, we we watch it at our house. He's the biggest Temptation Island guy in the cut. And then I Russell Shealy told me you guys watch it, mm-hmm. and that's you guys Temptation just, yep. Island. Yep. Okay. Um, it, it's tempting out there. <laughs> don't don't just walk into Temptation Island thinking that you're gonna you know it's all yeah. sunshine and rainbow. It's a it's a ridiculous show. Who which of the boys watch it? Oh, Russell, um, Nick Richardson, Justin <laughs> Geelan, Brett St. Martin, and a surprising Marcus Marcus Antoine. Oh, Marcus likes it. He's a dark horse in the Temptation Island game, but he loves it. So we're we're. Uh, Huge Temp Island guys. Yeah, we won't get too much into it because it, it gets a little inappropriate for this podcast. But it's been a ridiculous season. So I, I am crazy. It's been absolutely KB crazy. unbelievable. It's yes, unbelievable. I am the captain now. <laughs> yeah, I am the captain now. Um, we'll end you on this. Your favorite place to eat in College Park? Oh, Marathon, Marathon Dallas. Yes, yes. Uh, we've, you, we've been getting a solid string of marathons this season. Yes, we I have. This which year, I've liked. Which it took a long time. Everyone would say Chipotle, and now we're finally getting to the people. Although that really know. I will say one thing: do not sleep on the spot. It's called the spot. The spot. It's right by Terrapin Row. It's like oh. sushi, poke oh, bowls. Oh yes, I just went there like for the first smoothies. time. The spot. I've right not heard of it. It's new. It's mm-hmm. new. We I love a good there. poke bowl. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I just had the poke bowl there. Yeah, that is very good. It's very good. That's a good call. So the new one upcoming. Uh, your what's your order at Marathon? Marathon gyros. Yeah, and then uh, marathon fries with marathon sauce. The marathon yeah. sauce. That's that's, that's, that's how you. I do mean, it. it's a classic. That's a. Classic. You've talked a lot of professionalism on this podcast. That is a professional. <laughs> That's a Eric Matchlevich, good luck um, Friday against Thank Indiana you. and the rest of the season. Thanks for coming on and uh, appreciate all your time. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Eric. Keith, great stuff right there from Eric Matzalevich. And, I mean, we just love when a guy says Marathon Deli. I mean, it's just tough to argue with that. And um, will you be on the next season of Temptation Island, Taylor? Dude, let me tell you what. This Temptation Island show is incredible. I, I remember that was back in the day when, like, reality TV yes. was just starting was to right come to a Right after Survivor. After Survivor. was throwing stuff I, I wasn't allowed to watch Temptation Island back then. Yes, I don't, I don't think I was either, but <laughs> I am now a grown man, and I can choose what I want to watch, so I will watch Temptation Island as much as I want. And, and yeah, the boys, I, a couple weeks ago in the, in the airport, me and Russell Shealy started talking Temptation Island. He's like, yeah, big group of us watch. Did not know Eric was a part of 
that group. Uh, Temp Island, as he referred to uh, it. Temp Island. I think so, that's what so the that, real fans That's when you it. know it's in, <laughs> Temp Island. Um, but before we talk too much about reality TV, we will get you out of here on Here the Turtle. Obviously, a ton of Maryland sports coming up. Good start for Maryland men's basketball so far this season. We'll break them down more next week. Game against Oakland this Saturday. But I think soccer really is the story at Ludwig Field. Terps play a 7 o'clock semifinal Friday night. The final will be at 2 o'clock on Sunday at Ludwig. If you're a student, tickets for free for both of those games. If you go in, obviously the public, you still got to pay. Um, field hockey in the NCAA tournament this weekend. Volleyball continue to play football on a bye week. Women's basketball will be back in action. Got a rebound from a loss against South Carolina. Big 19-point comeback against James Madison, Keith. Electric ending there. there. Oh, my gosh. Um, so sports just all around. Maryland wrestling also underway. Got to congratulate Alex Clemson on his first career win a couple of weeks ago. But that's it for this episode of Here the Turtle. Have to shout out another podcast being taped as we tape right now, the Ludwig Lowdown with Brendan Hartlove. They do a great job. Listen to that for all your Maryland men's soccer stuff. That's what they call cross-promotion in the, yes, uh, in the game, yes. Taylor. Yes, and as we as we cross audio here, we'll give them some cross-promotion. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels, at Hear the Turtle on Twitter, at Hear the Turtle on Instagram. Sned301, if you'd like to see some of the great content of all time from a man, <laughs> Keith Sneddon, at Taylor Smythe 10 for me. Happy birthday, Sam Smythe. We'll see you next week. Go Terps.